we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. Welcome, our wonderful, wonderful audience, to America Out Loud Pulse with Peter R. Bregan, MD. And Ginger Bregan. I am so glad you said our wonderful, wonderful audience because you had stopped saying that for a while. I don't know if I was disillusioned with the world, honey, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, we well, lost. it's funny, before you started to introduce, I was hearing your voice in my mind say, wonderful, wonderful audience. Oh. So I wonder. Well, yeah. you know, that's something we could talk about. Now, the, the person that you hear in the background is Catherine <laughs> Austin Fitz. And um, there, there's no way to describe to you um, what Catherine Austin Fitz means to me. It means to Ginger. But I'll, I'll just try in a minute or two to tell you that. Well, by background, Catherine is many different things, including an enemy of evil in America that has been after her for years because she speaks truth to power. She is uh, just an amazing person standing up for liberty. And she has a, a establishment credentials, uh, certainly greater than any other dear friend of ours. Uh, she was for a time Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development in the government under George Bush, H.W. Bush. She has been the uh, managing part director of a uh, investment house. She's an expert in banking, uh, has done uh, some amazing disclosures about things like where did all the money disappear to that we might get to today uh, or not. And she's created Solari, uh, a wonderful uh, magazine that we read. Uh, and a website. And a website and an investment. I'm not sure whether she calls it investment counseling, but basically she helps people with their money and their life in the world. And um, I'll let her give you some of the best connections to stay in touch with her. But so much more than that, <clears throat> we met Catherine, and I don't know how, maybe she does, very early. I fell, I fell totally in love with you through The Minds of Men, the great documentary uh, oh. from True Stream Media. Aaron uh, and Melissa Dukes. I have, to, I, have to, I have to meet this man. I have oh. to meet this man. <laughs> well, was that ever a benefit for us? Because... Um, like most most people, I knew nothing about banking. I didn't want to know anything about banking. And I was sure I wasn't intelligent enough to learn anything about banking. And all of that was uh, largely true. And, and Catherine, I think, gave herself the personal task of making me think about banking. <laughs> and we worked on it, and I worked on it with the goal of eventually making sense out of it in uh, our big bestseller, uh, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. But I didn't. I didn't get to really do it, much to her disappointment, I'm sure. Thank you for staying friends and loving us. 
<laughs> and so I went back to work on it again. And for our new book, already finished is this amazing chapter that will help you understand global banking. And I owe it all to Catherine's never giving up on me and to your reading the chapter and you're making some suggestions for it. And I think um, I think it's going to turn out to be a real contribution because you've got me to really think it through. And if I'm good at one thing, it's taking complex, hoi polloi, falutin, newton, whatever concepts and making them simple enough for anybody to understand. And um, when that book comes out, I think that it's going to give people an opportunity to understand what is essentially part of the heart yes. of global predation. Yes, absolutely. The financial system is one of their primary weapons of war. Absolutely. Well, thanks to you. I mean, I'm I'm actually satisfied with that chapter now. <laughs> wow. So and, I also have to remind everybody, I have to tell everybody, last year I was so worried about the weaponization of mental health, speaking of weapons of war, and we decided that the person who could do the best job in helping parents protect their children was you. I said, Peter is so busy on this new book. I just, I just know how busy he is. And uh, But anyway, I was able to persuade you, and I want you to know it was voted best of the Solarity Report. It made the best at the collection at the end of the year. And oh my gosh. what's interesting is the people on the Solarity team were adamant, all the team members who were adamant Peter Bregan had to be in the best of the Solarity Report for the year for all the parents. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's great. the real test. Oh, that's wonderful. I don't think I knew that. That's wonderful. Thank you. So, Catherine, um, I really didn't know about that that lovely award, and um, it you bring out the best in me. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. That's the truth of the matter. Okay, there you go. So today we want to bring out the best in you, which is not hard to do at all. Um, I would like you to share your wisdom on the work you're doing right now and describe to people how you're trying to transform the banking system to place it in the hands of people on their own community level. Is that is that a fair assessment of what you're trying to do? Yeah, so I think um, a lot of the current banking in the United States is strong at the community level. I'm trying to protect it. Um, and we sat down at the end of last year and we said, uh, our story of the year on the Solaria Report, we do an annual wrap-up, was uh, 2023, the year of push, uh, the year of pushback, because the pushback is so strong and getting stronger. And we realized, okay, 2024 is is going to be Operation Pushback. And I believe, as you know, Peter, that they're going to try and control transactions by basically moving to an all-digital financial system and all-digital phone system and try and control all digital transactions uh, centrally. And I've written and talked a lot about this for several years, but I finally said, okay, to the Solari team, what is the jurisdiction where we feel we have the best shot of pre preserving financial transaction freedom? And we agreed it was Tennessee. 
And so I am here in the United States. I flew in in January. I'm going to be here till the end of May. Just working with the Tennessee legislator and other surrounding state legislators on the things the states can do to protect financial transaction freedom. And we've brought up a new website. I've sent you a link. Um, Financial Transaction Freedom 2024. If you're in Tennessee and you want updates, uh, you can absolutely help us. And we also have a schedule because I'll be driving around the country meeting up with Solaria Report subscribers as well as meeting with legislators. And we are very, very focused on what are the things that um, individuals, community groups, but most importantly, state legislatures and state government officials can do to make sure that our Financial transactions cannot be controlled, influencer stop from Washington and Wall Street, or Basel, Switzerland, for that matter. So this is our 2024 focus, is, is making sure that we can't be controlled through a control grid working through the financial system. You know, on a political level, this is federalism. This is uh, empowering the states. Yes. In the face of an out-of-control federal government. Right. And it's interesting, the reason, you know, because I've spent a lot of time in Europe in the last three years, but the advantage the United States have, and it's a tremendous advantage, is that the states are, you know, under the constitutional framework, the the powers not delegated to the federal government are reserved to the states. The states have a lot of power under the Constitution, not to mention that the pre, you know, the premier or the the ultimate decider of what is constitutional in a jurisdiction is almost always the sheriff who is locally elected. So, uh, or at least in most jurisdictions. So, so we have tremendous legal advantages in the United States that you don't find in Europe and other G7 countries. I think that's a tremendous, tremendously um, important observation. But I want to let, to let just you go on uh, describing what you're doing. So we have been working with a group of legislators, and you can find them at Solari. They were here of the year, but if you go to the Freedom, uh, the Transaction Freedom website, Financial Transaction Freedom website, you can, uh, if you scroll down the page, you'll see some of the heroes in the Tennessee legislature, and they're. They are. Uh, they have sponsored bills, and we're in the legislative session now between the end of it and now in the end of April, where they have sponsored a series of book, bills and efforts to protect financial transaction freedom. One of them is uh, making sure that the state either has a sovereign bank or has a way of maintaining sovereign payment systems so that the state, the local governments, the Tennessee banks and the and the residents of the state can transact without anybody outside the Tennessee jurisdiction being able to control or shut them down. So the first and most important thing a state needs is dollar liquidity. One of the states that has the greatest advantage, of course, is North Dakota. They still have a sovereign state bank. Many states used to have it, and then they slowly went away. And I, you know, some states from a constitutional standpoint can't own their own state bank the way. Uh, North Dakota cuz, but you know, you can always have a group of the local banks put together a, a bank dedicated to handle the state's business in state. So um, there are many different ways to do it, but, but maintaining dollar liquidity and having a way to trade in dollars and keep dollars liquid without being controlled from outside is very important. Part of that, Peter, is making sure 
that the New York Fed member banks can't run and consolidate your banking system using dirty tricks. What we saw in California last year was a pattern that was very criminal where, um, uh, you know, there's a real effort to run banks and uh, short sell their stock and then put out rumors on social media and then, you know, poach their deposits and down they go. So, um, so it's very, very important to make now, who's sure. Who's trying to do that to the banks in California? Uh, I believe if you watch what happened in California, that the lead, the lead poacher uh, was J.P. Morgan Chase, who has a long history of criminality. Um, J.P. Morgan Chase was the controlling partner in Madoff, controlling partner in Epstein. Um, in 2019, I put together, I had our team put together a list of all civil and criminal money penalties um, by J.P. Morgan Chase for since since the turn of the century. And it was over $42 billion of civil and criminal money oh penalties. My. Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, it's a, if you look at their business model, it is a criminal model. Was and it Silicon course, Valley Bank's, Catherine? Silicon Valley Bank was the largest bank that went down during that period. Okay. So, so you know, so that's and, one of the victims of this, you're saying. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. So so if you look at the the pattern, you know, because of rising interest rates and the slowdown in Silicon Valley, they're clearly uh, Silicon Valley Bank had, you know, had weaknesses. Whenever you get a rise in interest rate, the investment portfolios go upside down. And then if you run a bank, then suddenly it's got to sell securities and take losses. So um, uh, but if you look at the patterns of how much money the short sellers are making shorting the stock, and then rumors going out on social media and, and rumors clearly being engineered. Um, you know, every indication is to me. And and you had JP Morgan Chase basically poaching deposits 24-7 was quite remarkable. Anyway, so so but and, uh, but eight. And that's uh, globalism. I mean, JP Morgan Chase may originate out of eight out of the United States, but it's globalism. It's the global banking system. Well, I, I would say it's it's the lead one, the second largest owner of the New York Fed member banks, you mm -hmm. know, that, that owns and controls the central bank. Um, okay. Basically, instead of fulfilling its fiduciary obligation to help a prosperous and healthy banking system, in fact, engineering, you know, disaster capitalism, getting, making money on on carving up the banking mm -hmm. system. I mean, we we did a great show on it called "Stop the Steal." Because as far as I was concerned, it was a steal. But, I, you know, I'd go back to Madoff and Epstein. J.P. Morgan Chase was the senior partner in Madoff and Epstein. It's quite astonishing. I was interviewing um, Helen Shapman, who's one of the leading litigators who litigated the Madoff situation. She'd been a victim and then started to help the victims and had was a very brilliant and very successful financial institution litigator before it all started. And I was interviewing on the Solari Report after she published a book called J.P. Madoff about the relationship between Madoff and J.P. Morgan. And I'm in the middle of a conversation and she's telling me that the Madoff had two businesses, the brokerage business and the money management business. And the money management business from the mid-90s on only had one bank account and that was at J.P. Morgan Chase. So I said to her, Helen, okay, well, if J.P. Morgan Chase was the only bank account who was the securities custodian, and she said there was none because he never bought any securities. So I said, mm -hmm. well, Helen, if all the money went into J.P. Morgan Chase and it never went to a securities custodian, then they had complete control. 
they knew there was no purchasing of securities and they knew the whole thing was a Ponzi scheme. And, wow. and that's yeah, just and, amazing. Well, they used to have six to nine billion dollars just sitting parked in that account, earning no interest, financing JP Morgan Chase. So JP Morgan Chase had control the whole time because under the you know, know your customer rule, you know, it was in complete violation of you know their customer rule because there you are, you know, not, you know, 60 billion comes into the account and it never goes out to buy any securities. And you know that you're JP Morgan Chase year after year after year. And instead of the money buying securities, it's sitting around in your bank giving you, you know, zero interest loans. And, and you know, you also see it going to some very suspicious places, including places that funded brain research, I might add, just like Epstein. It's amazing how many of these financial frauds Finance brain research at Harvard and MIT. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, exactly. So we're looking at what you taught me to think of as the control system. It's really interesting. We're talking right, it's a con Africa. it's a, yeah. It's a control we, grid. The control grid. We have uh, just 20 seconds left. There's so many implications to this, folks, including you might want to just run away because it's so evil. This is a show about confronting evil. This is what we must do today to stay alive, to make our plans, to figure out what we're going to do. And we'll be back in a minute with Catherine Austin Fitz. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CofixRx because it works. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA. We power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. And we're back with Catherine Austin Fitz and Dr. Peter Bregan and me, Ginger Bregan. The, the work that you're doing, Catherine, and, and what we're talking about on this show has so many very broad implications that I just want to sort of wrap around them a little bit for our audience and a wonderful audience to whom I now apologize for not addressing you recently as our wonderful, wonderful audience. I think there's been a certain discouragement among many of us recently. I think we got tired. And um, well, plus we were getting over being sick. And we're, we're back. We're back, folks. Yeah. We are here and... Uh, uh, Catherine is a clarion voice. Uh, that we, one of the things you said earlier that I want to pick up on is that you're seeing a lot of blowback against the global predators now. I think you were saying that, weren't you? Absolutely. Oh, and people are coming that. to their people are coming to their power. So, for example, we were just talking about J.P. Morgan Chase. Fifty percent of Americans, the last time I looked, had some kind of direct or indirect relationship with J.P. Morgan Chase. We all have the power to say, you know something, I'm canceling my J.P. Morgan Chase 
credit card. I'm canceling my JP Morgan Chase account. I'm going to my brokerage account. I'm not going to, you know, invest in any mutual funds or ETFs put out by JP Morgan Chase. We have the ability to shun the people who are poisoning our children or stealing our money. We do not have to go along with this. So, you know, people are beginning to realize, wait a minute, you know, if I'm financing the guys who are destroying my world and taking my jobs, that's not a plan or destroying my state's tax base. So, you know, we have the power if we will face it to then change and, and walk away and start to do things in a very, very different way. So uh, I'm seeing it all over. So we're watching the state treasurers and the state attorney generals um, really start to bring lawsuits or to pull their money from people who are not acting in, in the best interests of the state and its residents. So, uh, you know, I, th I see a lot of the action at the state level because you have so many talented people at the state level who've never gone to the federal level because they don't want to deal with the corruption. So you have tremendous talent back at the state and local level. And, and that group has been slow to realize, oh, you know, it's really, it's a coup and we have to act if we want to protect the constitution. And most state officials swear allegiance to both the federal and their state constitution. And what you're starting to see is all these immensely talented people realize, oh, you know, the good news, the bad news is that if we don't protect the Constitution, no one else will. The good news is we can. This also relates to what's uh, going uh, on in Texas in terms of the border and the struggle yep. with the Supreme Court. Can you, uh, do you know enough about that to catch us up on it? So the border, I've tried to understand what is going on in the border. And I keep getting reports from people in Texas that the border is still open. Now, it's a long border, and a lot of states are going to have to send people to the border if you're really going to close it. But as of yet, I don't see hard evidence that it's really been closed. Um, you know, now I see a lot of political theater going on about, about that. Now, I also see and get reports from subscribers all around the country that, that thousands and thousands of immigrants are being flown and shipped in all over the country. So, you know, if you step back and look at it at a very high level, we have a mass atrocity, which is basically poisoning, disabling, killing, and bankrupting the voters. At the same time, we're watching millions of people shipped in who are much more easily controlled. And if you look at the money we're spending to ship them in and get them set up, it's extraordinary. So we're spending a fortune to, you know, to kill off 10 million people and spending a fortune in swinging a new, fresh 10 million people. Now, what do you mean by kill off 10 million people? you got to be specific on that one. So, so if you look at the rise of all-cause mortality, resulting from sort of both the general poisoning and the COVID injections, you know, I think before this wave is over, the number's going to be 10 million or more. I'm calculating at least uh, right now about 2.5 million deaths from the vaccinations based just on the reports, the numbers of reports we're getting. I've written some about it. Um, I want to um, catch up on your source, uh, maybe maybe when we finish up. Or maybe you could say, what, what would be a good source for people, including us, to look up um, your calculation of the size of the 
Um, so, so here's what I would do. I wouldn't look at my calculation. I would look at the work of Denny Rancor, who I okay, think has done sure. excellent work. I would look at Mark Skidmore's survey. I would look at the Rasmussen surveys. I think surveys are very helpful in a situation like this. But I would go wider and I would look at Toby Rogers, what he's been writing on his Substack. Um, and he's writing not just about death, but about disability, because I think disability mm -hmm. is a big, big part of this, both disability and sort of family bankruptcy. Yeah. And I would also look at, at the intelligence that um, Polly Tommy is getting as she goes around the country on the CHD TV bus. Up at Soleri, we have a post called CHD Stories from the Bus. And what they're finding, Peter, is it's not just um, death and disability from the COVID shot, but they are constantly having people come to the bus as they travel around the country, you know, and they announce where they're going to be. Um, people come to the bus to be interviewed who have lost relatives at hospitals who put them on uh, a remdesivir, you know, get them in the COVID yeah. ward, yes. put them on remdesivir, put them on a ventilator, and then they're dead. And they're essentially euthanized by the hospital. Absolutely. We're hearing uh, things like that from Lee Lee, Dr. Lee Lee, who's uh, so good at um, the uh, Truth for Health. Truth for Health Foundation. Foundation, truthforhealth.org. Right. And then the last thing I'm adding so I'm looking at Denny's work, I'm looking at Mark Skidmore's work, I'm looking at um, at Toby's work, I'm looking at what Polly is coming up with on CHD TV. Um, but then the last thing I'm looking at is the reports from Ryan Cole and others about turbo cancer. And mm -hmm. I'm assuming from what I'm seeing about turbo cancer, as well as infertility and sort of stillbirths and, and other sort of, uh, you know, miscarriages, sort of problems with women having babies. I think turbo cancer and infertility, uh, has far from peaked and and the you know the death that is potentially going to come from that and the you know the diminution of the immune system resulting from the spike protein you know that is going to be killing for a long long time now that's just the injections add to that the spraying and what's in the food and the um the real debasement of the food supply uh I just think you're looking at a mass poisoning. Uh, we're in a hundred green beer with you so much. Ginger was ahead of me on all this, I think. And uh, you're. Uh, yeah, we did our early stories on the food shortages and so forth right around the same time that you published the Corey Diggs work on foods and so forth about mm -hmm. a year, year and a half ago. Well, it's astonishing, you know, because I've been in the Netherlands um, about 60 to 70% of the time over the last three years. And I'm, you know, I've been back since January 20th. The quality of the food here compared to Europe, it's just frightening. It's just frightening. So, and Wait, uh, which, which is worse? Oh, the US is much, much worse. Interesting. In, in most parts of Northern Europe, the, the average annual ho holidays is is 35 to 50 days a year. In the United States, it's 10. Yeah. The, the minimum wage here is 750, you know, and there often it's, you know, 50 to 100% higher. 
Um, I mean, if you and and the transportation systems, the public transportations are much better, and and there's a lot less regulatory gotcha with fees and all sorts of stuff. Now, this this is in uh, the in EU Northern Europe or Northern Europe, which Northern is Europe in Northern Europe, so and they've managed um, to thrive despite the EU in a sense. But is, aren't they just trying to destroy the? Isn't the EU trying yeah, so, to destroy so, the countries now? So I would say that there's a deterioration of the treatment of humans there, but it's you know uh, the United States. The deterioration is way ahead, and um, I, to me, the thing that's the most noticeable is the quality of the food system in Europe. Now, Europe is doing a great number of things at the behest of the World Economic Forum and the Americans to destroy their food system. So and and that's why you have the farmers in revolt because it's such a high quality food system, and they don't want to see it destroyed. So um, you know, so the trend, the the globalists are leading the trend in negative, anti human direction everywhere. But um, I'm astonished at how poor the food system is in America and how hard it is. If if you grow, you know, if you if you are born in America and go through the government school system and, and your parents buy their groceries in, in the average grocery store, you know, in any jurisdiction, you're, you are not going to get the nutrition you need. You're just not. Mm -hmm. This is really, really important. And you're, you're incredibly articulate in putting together even things I'm thinking about and Ginger's thinking about. Um, I want to um, just help people again. Just, just you know, put this in what in the context of what is going on. If you think about what's happening in America, all right, we're bringing in all kinds of people who are not necessarily going to function on a freedom and America first basis when they come in. They're not going to be educated about our country. Many of them, maybe tens of thousands, people suspect and have evidence are going to be are being Chinese communist warriors of the future. Right. There, you right. see the Chinese coming in in their own particular uniforms as a group coming in, and they're all men of of uh, military military age. age. We know the Chinese have uh, stopping points for them along the way. So on the one hand, we're being eaten alive and overwhelmed from the border. Then we're giving billions and billions away to the globalists via the so-called help we're giving to Ukraine. That is money that is just going right up into globalism. The Ukraine is incredibly corrupt. Some of our bankings, like the, the abyss, the big, big, the that's the central bank of the central banks. They're giving away the money of the people too into this funnel going God knows where. Then you look at they're cutting off our energy supplies and sources and making us a, an energy debtor now instead of being a, an energy source for the world and being an independent source. You look at all this and you have to come to grips with a pattern of the globalist intention of destroying both the national sovereignties of nations and also destroying and weakening humanity. It's a controlled right. device. It's yes. it's moving toward the global governance more and more. Right. Right. Science. It's asserting control 
you know, weakening population that thinks they have rights or have the education and skills to push back, weakening and poisoning that population is is absolutely part of getting to complete control. Yeah. And that's why America, you say, well, why is America the hardest hit? Because we were, at one point at least, maybe not anymore, the most dangerous to globalism. We had the most free spirit. But if you look at what's happening now, there are more protests in Europe, far more vigorous protests against globalism in Europe than in the United States, which has been so crushed by the what they did by declaring Trump, you know, to, to have been organized a insurrection when he did not, he asked for peace, told people to be peaceful. When much of the insurrection is whatever those pieces of it are, are control, controlled by the FBI and the whoever else is in there, uh, CIA, you know, trying to destroy the free spirit of America. Now all those people in jail. So there's all this stuff going on, folks, which has only one purpose, and it's this global crunch on America so that we become just one more cog in globalism. And in addition to the uh, uh, sort of physical suppression in the different arenas, the poisoning and the deterioration of the quality of the foods, the quality of medical care and so forth and so on. I think what we all see this now to a degree and right. it's an incredible demoralizing effect upon Americans to be witnessing this and so often to feel completely alone in regards to what the oppression that we're all witnessing so it's interesting because I've been working to oppose the oppression for more years than I care to. Yes, you remember. have. Yes. <laughs> but I started on this in 1991. So I came out of the Bush administration. I said, these guys are going to get all the technology and kill us all. I got to do something. Okay. So I've been, I've been, I've been spending my life doing the, you know, my each, each time I have a plan and I try that plan and I try this plan. So I've been, I've been steadily at work at this since 1991. So what is that? That's 24 plus nine, right? That's 33 years I've been working on this. And, you know, to a certain extent, I was working on it before then. So it's one of the reasons I went to the administration. So anyway, so I've been working on this for a long, long time. And um, this is like an infection. It has to come to the surface. And you and I both know when a boil rises and the infection rises to a surface, that's healthy. That's not unhealthy. What What is unhealthy is when it's below the surface and growing below the surface and nobody's noticing it. And so you know, the boil has to pop and the pus has to come out, right? And that's what we're watching. And it's just, it's part of the process of getting from here to there. We're not going to get from here to there without bringing transparency to what's been going on and having to face not only how bad it is, but how complicit we are in helping to finance it, profit from it, tolerate it, live, you know, support the people doing it. So we're all wound up in this. We're all woven into the criminal enterprise, and um, and we need to bring transparency and look at it. Now, that makes for a high friction, but one thing I can tell you, having worked on this for many years, the more you work on freedom, the better the quality of people you associate with, and you oh, end yes. up. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I end up 
I am associating with and working with the finest people I've ever known in my life, like you. Well, yes. <laughs> and like it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Is, yes. This it's is wonderful. True. Yeah. There are two teams. There are two teams. And you want to be on our team because it's the only way to live. It is the only way to live. Yeah. You can't be on the other team. It's You think this is depressing. What do you see being on the other team? It's horrible. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been on the other team. I'm this telling you. Wonderful. You want yes. to be on this team. <laughs> Join us, Absolutely. folks. Join us. B bring your talents. Bring your gifts to the fight. Yeah, Catherine exactly. Austin Fitz, we're going to take a, a final break, and then we're coming back for our last segment. When God, through his grace and mercy, gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress, on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. So welcome back, folks, to Catherine Olsen Fitz, to Peter and Ginger Bregan's uh, show, our radio show, and it's uh, on AmericaOutloud.news, we think of it as America Out Loud, and we're America Out Loud Pulse. We are, thanks to Malcolm, the wonderful man who runs this, the 
This is broadcast on all kinds of platforms. I don't remember all their names everywhere, but you can just follow us in many different ways. And we also put these shows up ourselves on Ginger's um, Substack. I like to think of it as Peter and Ginger's, but it's officially, legally, lawfully, Ginger Substack. Well, I don't know, but yes. You made it. I did. I did make it. You created it. By the way, we have a wonderful newsletter that's free. Um, you go go to Bregan.com and look for our Bregan uh, reports. And um, we've got over with like 45,000 people who get this with tremendous opening rates beyond what you would expect. And uh, and get the, uh, get the Bregan alerts. That's what it's officially called, the Bregan alerts. And mm-hmm. uh, again, that's Ginger's work. I'm working on the book, but so is Ginger. We all work on what we do together. Um, well, and, and honey, I produce these things, but you provide a, a great deal of the content yeah, in yeah, addition we, to what I do. So yeah, we're we're a team, folks. And and uh, Catherine Austin Fitz is is just like part of our team. She's had such a profound influence on our thinking. She was working on globalism back in the '90s when I was you know, taking on Eli Lilly and Prozac and doing doing Ginger was uh, too with me together. We were writing, talking back to Prozac and stuff like that. So compared to, to you, Catherine, we're really late comers. And you have been, you were the initial person to introduce us to the size of the problem, I would say. I think so. Yeah. Thank you for that. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, you definitely yeah. were. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and you did that, you got, you came to us. I mean, thank you for doing that, um, risking that with us, us. Um, now we could do a number of things in the last segment. Um, we could just give it over to the mic over to you, or we could focus on, which might be the same thing on the States, the United, the United States of America, the States. I, I think we need to focus on the States because for yeah. those in your audience who, who are uh, Americans, there's a great deal you can do over the next, you know, the election, Peter election year, which is this year, this is a year of a presidential election election year is a year people get involved in politics, you know, and they get involved in the mm-hmm. conversation of what's going on and what we can do about it. So this is a great year to participate and be part of the political discussion. But the most important political discussion that's going to happen this year is at the state level. And so um, I would like to recommend a couple things that everyone listening to this can do. Um, The first thing they can do is they can learn who their state legislator is. Each, um, Each state has a website for the equivalent of its Congress or General Assembly. And you can go there and look up who your state senator and who your state representative is. You can also go to your local, um, your local municipality or county websites and look at who your local leaders are, most particularly your sheriff, who's responsible for your safety. And as we know, given what's coming across the border and some of the things going on in the country, you know, crime and safety is going to be, and self-defense is going to be a, an ever more important issue in many jurisdictions. 
So, um, so the first thing you want to do is you want to find out who your state senator is and who your state representative is. And you want to find out, you know, sort of what's their agenda and what they care about. Most states are in their legislative session now, and that's the time when they can really do something. We've seen lots of bills fired, filed. So if you go to Solari.com, S-O-L-A-R-I.com, and click on our Financial Transaction Freedom website, um, you can uh, find a wealth of resources there. The uh, things we publish, material we published, and... Um, videos we've published all telling you about the threat to financial transaction freedom and the different things you can do about it. We have a wonderful memo called uh, the financial transaction freedom. What is it? What threatens it? And what you can do? And we have lists of things that an individual can do, a small salary circle or group of people in your community or an investor or state legislators. So there's a long, long list. And in fact, in many states around the country, legislatures are are sponsoring and running bills to do those things. So to preserve dollar liquidity, to get a state sovereign bank, um, to make sure payment systems are independent, as well as to provide for gold and silver purchases by the state and a bullion depository, making getting the sales tax off gold and silver and making... Um, gold and silver legal tender within that state, um, protecting people against all sorts of uh, taxation with representation, protecting the Second Amendment, protecting the food supply, and on and on. So I would encourage you to go access those resources. If you're in Tennessee, sign up for our Tennessee updates. Elizabeth Murphy represents us in front of the state legislature, and she does an update once a week saying, here's an action you can take. So we're giving you an action every week you can take. And that's critical when the legislature is in session. Um, if your legislatures or your sheriff offer town hall meetings or places where you can meet and talk to them, for heaven's sakes, do, and send them. We have a new, um, a new commentary up which is a description of three videos and then three one-a-minute videos that uh, describe the threat to your financial transaction freedom. I sent you the link, and I, I know you're going to put it up. But send, you know, send that to your state legislatures, to your representatives and your senator, and say, what are you doing to protect my financial transaction freedom? Because the central bankers are telling us they're going to take it away. What are you doing? And so uh, there's, there's a wealth of things you can do. One of the things you can do, as we know, and we've discussed many times before, is use cash. Let's dial back the digital systems and increase cash, making it very difficult for the central bankers to take it to an all-digital system. You know, it's a 100% digital telecommunications and, and internet and, and financial system that makes this so dangerous because that's when they can, you know, that's when they can sort of lock the gate on the control grid and really, you know, put us in a position where if you don't do, it's the Chinese social credit system, if you don't do what you're told, you know, if you don't get the vaccine or if you don't lock down in your house, your money won't work. They'll freeze your money. They'll destroy your money. They can do anything they want. Yeah, and they can, they can, they can go into your bank account, account and take everything. Yeah. Now, Catherine, I understand that another thing that can be done is to use community banks like local banks rather than these international. Right. The more you switch your deposits to the local, to the healthy local banks, what I want you to do 
is to have a successful relationship with a great bank. And, you know, they're good local banks and they're not good local banks. So we want you in a good local bank. If you go to Soleri, we did a four-part series called How to Build a Successful Relationship with a Great Bank. Um, we also have one called How to Find a Local Bank. And um, the four-part series goes through every possible question or aspect of any relationship we might have with the bank. And, um, you know, I bank in a fabulous community bank, and the service is fantastic. You know, I can be anywhere in the world, and if there's a problem, they call me, they know me. If I have a problem, they can fix it because they know me, they trust me. You know, you want to have a relationship with a, a great bank who knows you, and it's a it's a wonderful thing to have in your yeah. life. Yeah, it is. Ginger has done that. You've done that. I have, yes. We've got a really good local bank with a good uh, relationship, It's it, and it's terrific. It, me it makes all the difference. It makes all the – if you have a problem – I remember once I had a, suddenly my CPA at the last minute needed another document for the taxes, you know, just at the last minute, and um, – and it was urgent to get it, but I could pick up the phone and call them and say, it's urgent, could you do it today? And of course I had it. You know, if, mm -hmm. if, if you were banking at a huge bank, good mm -hmm. luck with that. Yeah, good luck if you even get through. Right. I tried to call one of the national banks where I have a credit card one weekend. And as it turned out, they didn't even have service on the weekend for that particular need that I had. Mm. Well, you know, the fast payment systems are being implemented by the Fed. Um, the fast payment systems are a new payment system, bank interbank payment system that goes 24-7. So what that means is <laughs> your bank could get run over the weekend and they don't even know it. And they come in or the fraud, let's say a fraud happens on your account over the weekend. There's nobody you can get a hold of. They can empty out your bank account by the time everybody gets back in on Monday. It's frightening. Yes. It does look like a lot of the... Uh the things we can do are going to be state and local. Um, I'm now um, an advisor to an organization that you may not have heard of yet, which is called the, um, the Amer U.S. Arm. National. National uh, Arm. National American Renaissance Movement. The American there we Renaissance. go. Yes. American, that's how you can it's find the national it. arm. The national arm. And that's how you <laughs> pardon me, folks. Yeah, and that's how you can find it on the um, internet. And they are working on trying to have uh, the the most local lawyers possible um, bringing uh, lawsuits um, against uh, the, uh, the kinds of things we're experiencing in COVID and elsewhere. And I'm starting to get involved with them too. So I'm I'm trying to do local stuff. Um, and uh, there's a number of people that are doing very exciting things that work with National Arm. One of them, uh, Joe Sansone, is actually getting local Republican committees to come out with a no jab policy. Don't yeah, that's is uh, not the National Arm work simply because they're a nonprofit. And and that's yeah. considered political work, but it's in alignment with all. He, he's of a the member of goals. the National Arm, but he does this independently. Right. right, and you can learn about it on National Arm. Um, and he's having success. He's getting Republican group committees, groups locally to come out, even even uh, one large county now, to come out and uh, say that we are against these injections is very, very powerful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. 
So, and um, I'm I'm probably going to try to end up working with National Arm, uh, with a uh, David Mieswinko to uh, to see if we can use the U.S. law or state laws against genocide, because there's a U.S. law and there's some state laws and against I think genocide, because we have massive genocide going on. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of people have looked at our national, our federal government at this point in the United States, and probably in other portions of the formerly free world, and felt that their national representation is it, it incredibly compromised at this point. And it's much more of a mixed bag at state level. Uh, and, and we're closer to our representatives and members of the governments at state level and at the municipality level. So I feel like there's a lot more potential leverage at this point in time that can be done that could build the momentum toward getting that reform that's necessary at the federal level. The way this country is controlled is one county at a time. The 3,100 counties, it's controlled one county at a time. And if if everybody's involved in the presidential election and doesn't assert control of their county, guess what? They win. So don't worry that it's too local or too small. You know, we've got to turn this, you know, one county at a time, 3,100 counties. That's how you turn the country around. So <laughs> Small is beautiful. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. It's it's easy to look and, and see and think that the problems are overwhelming. But what I tell you is if we just stop supporting and financing the bad guys, they're, I, I can't tell you how dramatic the turn could be and how fast it could come. We just have to say, you know something? I'm switching my money out of the banks that are behaving like criminals. I'm not going to shop or I'm going to reduce my shopping or shop as little as possible with the companies that are poisoning us or acting like criminals. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to leave, I'm, you know, I'm going to stop working for them if I can. I mean, it, it's, you know, it takes time. I call it coming clean and I'll never forget in 1998, I was, you know, I was a very wealthy person living in a mini mansion in Washington and um, I was trying to stop the mortgage fraud, and I was writing a check on J.P. Morgan Chase personal wealth, and I realized, oh my God, why am I banking at the banks? That why am I financing this? So, I, and then I thought to myself, I need to come clean. And it took me two years to get myself and my company out of all the big banks and into, you know, sort of well-governed, well-managed local banks. And you know, it was a it was a long process to end up with a bank. I really love and I'm comfortable with and, and uh, you know, and sort of feel like I, I am running that aspect of my life clean. So it took years, but I just started to do it. I have a big sign on my refrigerator for, it's a quote from John Cage, begin anywhere. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, just start. We call it, at Solaria, we call it turtling. We have this little cap that says turtle forth. And just, you know, do everybody's different. What is the pushback that energizes you and is comfortable for you to do is totally different than somebody else. You know, we can all use cash, but aside from cash, you know, some people may like talking to their state legislators. Some people may prefer talking to their, their um, sheriff. Some people may, you know, want to go down to the school board meeting. Everybody's different. 
Um, but if we all push back, it's going to make an enormous, enormous difference. We just do what we can. And remember, you can push back in a way which is great for you. So one of the things we all have to do is build personal resilience. The more you invest and and connect into the local food system and build the local food system, the more resilient you are, the better protected you may be against inflation. And of going without food or having to eat that dreadful lab, you know, lab-grown meat. Mm. So, you know, put your oxygen mask on first and figure out how you can pull out of the bad guys in a way that makes you more resilient and more protected because you're less dependent on people you can't trust. This is wonderful. We have a minute left. Jim, do you have some thoughts? Well, what Catherine was just talking about really ties in with your uh, recent slogan, bring your gifts to the fight. And yeah, it's exactly. really true. People have different gifts. We yep. could write a book. Uh, <laughs> someone else can actually go and uh, contact their legislators and someone else can do something uh, other than that. There are different kinds of functions. And you know, one of the things that occurs to me, and I've, I've seen this in my, my practice, in my clinical practice, I still do see patients. I love seeing patients. And I love our audience and um, that everywhere in America, there are groups of relatively conservative freedom fighting people, uh, Google or talk to friends um, and you or, or use other uh, resources. And you can find groups of people who are like minded, even in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> find them and hook up. They're there. Catherine. Thank you. Catherine Austin uh, Fitz, we're ending now a wonderful get together. And we want to just thank you again for helping us get started understanding globalism. What a gift you gave us. I can't wait for your new book. Get it to <laughs> me. Get it to me. Uh, thank you, Catherine. <laughs> thank you.